Spirit and find the right time to do it. And I believe this is the right time to do it. So that if you are a believer, you know about these gifts and be willing to operate in the gifts. And don't be a spectator and just watch manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit that's given to every one of us. Father, Holy Spirit of God, I just ask for your grace this morning to speak from your word as we teach according to your word. Teach them everything that I've commanded you. Lord, we teach today about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you've given to us. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak and give us understanding in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 tells us this. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I'm talking to you, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. Concerning spiritual gifts... God is saying, if you are a believer, you know the Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. You have no choice about this. God doesn't want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. But it seems like when God says to his children, I don't want you to be ignorant about that, they really become ignorant of that. Same thing. Most Christians don't understand the gifts. Most Christians or a good number of Christians don't, even pastors, don't understand the gifts and how to operate in the gifts. And if you don't, then you haven't fulfilled this scripture. God says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know about this. Why? Because it's important. There is a reason why God wants you to know about these gifts. You will profit if you know of these gifts and operate in these gifts. We need to know them. Now, if you just say, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, it's safe for me now, then you are putting aside God's word and not heeding to what God has said for you to listen to and to act upon. God can use you in a great way if you open yourself to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can't just do everything from your head. The Holy Spirit has to be involved with what you're doing as a believer. You need the Holy Spirit. I do not want you, every one of you, to be ignorant of this gift. Now, in verse 4, it says there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So we have all kinds of gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit. There are differences of ministries. They have different ministries, but it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, different things that God is doing, but it's the same God who works all in all. Even if you don't understand it, we had a word of prophecy this morning that came to us. That was the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And so we have a God is working all of this, all in all. But then he says in verse 7, but the manifestation or what we refer to as the gifts of the Holy Spirit is given to what? Each one, each one for the profit of all. That says you profit from the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit manifests, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not in 
full force in the church, the people have been robbed of their profit from the word of God. We profit from the manifestation of the spirit of God. That's what the word of God says. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So we profit from the manifestation of the Spirit of God. And that's my heart's desire, that when we come together to worship God, the Holy Spirit here will gather with us and will manifest himself in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Later, we'll be talking about the purpose for the manifestation of the gift. How we benefit from the manifestation of the gifts. But the question is, why is it that believers do not operate in these gifts? Why is it that you can find somebody who has been a Christian for 25 years and has never operated in one single gift? Why is that? The reason is this, lack of knowledge. They don't know anything about the gift. It was, I waited for years to be taught about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When I was in Africa, growing up as a new believer, I marveled at the gifts. I read about them, but didn't understand them. I didn't know, who, you know, those that operated in the gifts. There were few of people that I knew that operated in the gifts, but they were not close to me. There was no way for me to go to them and ask them, how do you know that the Holy Spirit is doing this? How do you know about this? How do you know that God is giving the word of knowledge? I wanted to know. And what's the word of knowledge? What's prophecy? How do you know that God wants to use you in the word of prophecy? These were questions in my mind, and I searched, but never really heard the message. I just admired those that, you know, operated in the gifts. And if I went into a church and somebody prophesied, to me, they were very holy. And I put them up there. This person can hear from God. And this them and the rest of us. But then as I studied, I found out that's not the case. Every one of us. And I'm going to be sharing this. This is the first part of this series. Every one of you can be used. Every one of us can be used in the gifts. And we want that in our church. We will have there are other ways to reach people, but we want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to know for just for us to know that the Holy Spirit is at work with us. And we're not doing anything, everything by what you know we conjure up in our mind. The Holy Spirit has to be there. It's only what He does that lasts forever. What we do using our own wisdom will not last very long. It may last on earth, you can get praise of men, but when it comes to eternity, it won't mean anything. We want things done of the Holy Spirit. So we need the manifestations of the Spirit of God. It's the lack of knowledge that was the problem. But once you know, you're free. That's what Jesus meant. The truth shall make you free. As a young Christian, all they taught us in those days was, you know, we seek the Holy Spirit. How many of you sought the Holy Spirit when you were a new believer? Just few of you. The rest of you are liars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of you were really blessed. You came in at the time of knowledge. But in my time, we were told to seek the Holy Spirit. If you want to be spiritual, seek the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so early in the morning, about 5 o'clock, I'm up. If you ask me, what are you going to do? I'll tell you, I'm going to seek the Holy Spirit. It was a spiritual thing to seek the Holy Spirit. 
So I go into this abandoned building and I'll be praying, God the Father, God the Son, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I really pray and pray and I feel good. I feel all the goosebumps, uh, but I never spoke in tongues. I'll come back and say, boy, I'm really seeking the Holy Spirit. That means I'm really spiritual. I'm seeking the Holy Spirit. Can you, did you hear that? But there was nothing coming from doing that. But then I found out you don't have to wait another day. When we go to Africa to preach the gospel, we bring the people in. We bring them in the first day. Do you want to receive the Lord? They say, yes, come on, those of you. And we ask them, how many of you receiving the Lord for the first time? Yeah. I say, do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Yes. And they're saying, tell us how. <laughs> and we'll tell them how. Pastor, where she were with us? And we'll tell them we have about 10, 15 30, 100, 200 people, and we tell them, okay, this is how to receive the Holy Spirit. They say, okay, just tell us, we're ready. And guess what? They receive the Holy Spirit, and they start speaking in tongues. And I'm jealous, because in my time, I sought the Holy Spirit for three months. (laughs) But that's what's happening. Unless you have knowledge, you continue to wait. But once you gain knowledge, you're ready to go. You don't go into a room that's dark and no one has been in that room to tell you this is what's in the room. Going is very dark. You can't see anything. Just go into that room. You're going to be asking a lot of questions. How do I know and how? What's in the room? Well, it's dark. We don't know. You go in. I'm not going into that room. You understand what I'm saying? But if you know what's in there and they've told you, then you're no longer afraid. you got light. Even though it's dark, you can go in the room because they tell you, don't, just walk straight. Okay? And if you hear anything to the right, move to the left a little bit and you'll be okay. You can come out. And just making an analogy. But that's what it is. Once you know the truth, you're free. The truth is what makes you free. So we need that knowledge of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, what the, whole, the gifts are, and how to operate in the gifts. How, for you, how you, we know that the Holy Spirit is wanting to use us. We'll talk about all of that as we go. But my purpose is for us to come one Sunday, amen, and we'll have a time before the Lord, and then we have time for you to let the Holy Spirit manifest himself through you. And guess what? He'll do just that. You see, he works with us. He's working with us and he's, he's here with us. He knows what's happening. He knows what is being preached and he knows what he has to do when the time comes. When we're ready, guess what? The Holy Spirit has been ready. We just need to move in. That's the first thing, lack of knowledge. The second thing is fear. Why believers don't ever operate? They're just afraid. The greatest fear is, I don't want to make a mistake. I want to be sure that it is the Lord. How many of you say hi to that? You don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to say something that's coming from your own spirit, your own heart. Or maybe it's from the devil. How do you know? So you, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to take that chance unless I know without a doubt that this is the Lord. Then I'll go ahead and do it. 
I don't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to sin against God by saying something that he didn't say. I had those fears. I wanted to be right. I wanted it to be from God. I have to be sure. But then the question is, how can I be sure? How do you know? It's always by faith. So people are afraid. You don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to say something that they, they don't believe God is saying to them. So unless God hits them with a two by four, they are not moving. You're not going to do anything until they are sure. You can never be too sure. Not with God. He walks through faith. Sometimes we're afraid of what people will think. What people think. So those things hinder us. I'm not going to do this. What if if it does, I'm not going to say this. What if, if it doesn't happen? You understand what I'm saying? What if, if I give a word of knowledge and the person says, no, you're lying. <laughs> That's not the truth. So I'm not going to say it. I don't want to embarrass myself. Those are the things that bother us. Sometimes we're not worried. We feel like, well, this is God. But what if the person says, no, that's not true? And that's happened to preachers before. They say the word and the person says, "Mm, no, you're wrong. (laughs) But there's room for mistake, as we'll find out. And sometimes I've heard when when even they claim that they're wrong, guess what? It's because they don't want to admit to it. They go back home and cry and repent. (laughs) because they embarrass the man of God in public by saying you're wrong. So we have to get rid of that fear. That fear. You step out into something that you do not fully understand. How do you overcome the fear? The only way to overcome the fear is through the Holy Spirit. You remember in the scriptures, the disciples went out and they preached the gospel, somebody was saved, people, a lot of people were saved, and they got Peter and John, and they threatened them, you can never speak again in, in this name. And they went back to their own people, uh, Acts chapter 4, and they prayed. And this was their prayer, Lord, grant us boldness. If you are going to operate in the Spirit of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God, you must be bold. In other words, you don't care. You are throwing yourself into the hands of God. God, here am I. If I'm going to be embarrassed, I don't care. I'm just, I just want to obey you. I will go out and do these things. I'll speak in your name. I'll pray in your name. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You have to be bold. And that boldness comes from the Holy Spirit. So they prayed for boldness. Years ago, as I struggled with this thing about the gifts of the I was very intrigued by it. I wasn't satisfied of just being a good Christian. You understand? People told me that. I didn't, I didn't like hearing that. Oh, you're just a good Christian. I just want to be a good Christian. I want God to use me. Amen. I want the Holy Spirit to use me. I want it. I just don't want to speak words. You understand? There's got to be some part of me that's supernatural. I need the supernatural in my life. That way I know God is with me. I don't want everything to be in the natural. I want to see some supernatural work, workings of the Holy Spirit in my life. 
And I wanted to, to, to get into this. There were few people in our church then in Georgia that prophesied. And I looked up to them because they always prophesied. But in our whole church, we only had about two people that did it. And they were the holy ones. And then the rest of us. And as I drew closer to some of those people, they were not as holy as I thought. So. But then one day I got a hold of a book. God met my desire. I got a hold of a little book. I can't tell you the author's name. I don't know who wrote it. But boy, he answered my questions and described the gift for me. I had never prophesied in our church, not one time. And I had been there probably close to six years. Not one day. My ministry was to win souls to the Lord. That was my job. And I started teaching adult Sunday school class. And so I went to my pastor and I said, uh, Pastor, I want to teach my class how to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure pastor was thinking, you have never prophesied, not once. You are going to teach these people? He kidding. He said, uh, uh, but I was insistent. I had information. I had uh, things to experiment with. And I was going to use my Sunday school class for my experiment. I got the informi- Information. So I, I, I insisted, and Pastor Kindly, good pastor, great pastor, he's been here. He said, go ahead. You who have never manifested a single gift in the church, you go teach them how to receive the gifts. Amen. So I got my class together. Thank God, those that could prophesy, few of them that could prophesy, were, they were in the class. You know, you know what that would do to you? Okay, what if I said something that they disagree with? You understand what I'm saying? Now I'm cooked. I can't move with this thing. So I read the book and I started teaching the class from the book. And they, in, they got very excited. And they started making contribution, yes. And they would tell the people, yes, that's how we get the words of knowledge and the, word, the prophecy. This is how you write. And then I bring from the book. They thought I was really smart. Okay. <laughs> I would teach them from the book. And I told them, I said, once we're through with this, we will practice. They said, yes, we'll practice it. We'll put you in the middle and we'll prophesy to you. And we'll speak words of prophecy and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and all of that. You won't believe what the Holy Spirit did. When we got to the stage to practice, people started prophesying, having words of knowledge, speaking on people's lives and we took them one by one and we sat them down and we had a uh, tape recorder and after we get through with you we'll give you your tape to take home some of the things that they said about my life that's what I'm living today then I thought you guys are nuts it's because I'm your teacher and you're trying to be good to me because they were saying, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be preaching, you're going to be doing that, and you're going to cast out devils. I had never done most of all of those things they were saying in the class. I wish I had that tape. And there was a lady there, Angela, some of you met her, she was here, Angela, the married the Nigerian. 
And when she was, uh, and don't think she minds, if there was a flick in the church, she was that one. She was flicky. And, and she told me I was a mucker. You know, she, in fact, she sat and mocked at everything that was going on. She told me that God delivered her from that. And she, it was during that time that she was still mocking at everything that prophecy, words of prophecy were spoken upon her about and words of knowledge and, and all of that. And she was rolling her eyes and saying, you guys are nuts. These things are not going to happen. And she went with me to Nigeria. She was casting out devils. People were being healed. They would say, when sister, when the woman of God, they say, you know how we do it right there. When the woman of God laid her hands on me, I felt the heat and the pain is gone. And she's looking at them. And she called me and said, good luck. Remember when you were teaching that class? Those things that you guys spoke on me, that's what I'm living here now. Today, they are calling her from place to place. Come and help. It works. Amen? Amen. It works. And I want our church to be that kind of church. Amen? Where the Holy Spirit is at work. Where people give you words of prophecy. And I'll tell you the purpose for it later. Where young people are prophesying. The Bible says in the last days, God will pour his spirit upon how many flesh? All believers. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Not some sons and some daughters. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. I, I can tell you this. When you allow that in your life, you move from one level to another level. Because God can start doing great things through you. And you don't live your life as a Christian in the natural. That's too natural. We started that, and I can tell you by the grace of God, some of the things about some things they said. They said, blind eyes opened. I've seen that. God did that. But they have spoken about it years before. You understand what I'm saying? You know what happened? The class, we got so excited. The class was growing. Lots of people were coming. And they were talking about what was happening in the class. The prophecies, some of them were very accurate. The words of knowledge were so accurate. And so they started talking about it. And the ladies decided they wanted to take it into church. And uh, one Sunday they prophesied. And I'm not sure if I was in church that Sunday. But it was one after the other they prophesied. Those that have not prophesied before, including those that have prophesied. But one particular Sunday, they took over the service. My Sunday school class, they won't stop prophesying. So pastor came to me and said, please tell them. This thing is working, I agree, but tell them to slow this thing down. They're taking over the service. So I went back the following Sunday and told them, please. Uh, pastor wasn't too happy the way you all carried on. It was still the Holy Spirit. But the Bible tells us we're coming to that. We'll teach about those things. So I told them, please, pastor wasn't happy. And they were shocked because they thought pastor would be really excited. To hear that pastor wasn't happy, guess what they did? They cut it off. They won't listen again. So pastor came and said, good luck. Please tell them. I didn't tell them to cut it out completely. 
Just encourage them. But let them not take over the service. So they feel, pastor is happy with it? They said, yes. I mean, we're not talking about children. These were adults. And they went back. And the church was blue. You heard Pastor Addison. He was here. He shared with us here. And they were going. They were so excited talking about these things. I want to see that in the Ark Fellowship. Amen. Amen. And God's going to give it to us, every one of us, the children, the adults. We're all prophesying. And having words of knowledge on a, an individual basis, maybe as a church, God will do all of this for us. Amen? Amen. That's what I believe. It's not just Pastor Andy. He's very holy. No, kidding. <laughs> I think of him because he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> we are brothers. Amen? It's not just Pastor Andy. All of us. For every one of us. And I'm telling you this, once we have gotten down the knowledge, God will be using you. God will give you words of knowledge. I don't think on those things, but when I have to minister, sometimes just praying with people, the, uh, the pastor says, how did you know all of this stuff? God will begin to show you things. And I'm going to show you from the word of God how to receive these things. It's, it's that easy. Amen? Easy. And you want to hear the next word? Risky. <laughs> Amen? But don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. So get rid of the fear. Get rid of the fear and get yourself ready. Because God is going to use you. The third reason why people don't believe they can be used is because they don't feel qualified. They don't feel qualified. They only look at those that they think are holy. So if a person uses the gift, then he must be really holy. Just like I felt, okay? That's why God is using them. Well, God doesn't require you to be holy. There is only one holy being, and he is God. The rest of us, we are being transformed from glory to glory. And God is using imperfect vessels to reach the world and he can use you if you let him to obey God and to be uh, a blessing to God is for you to act on his word simple it's when you reject what he says that you become unholy before him if you act on his word what he's already told us in his word, I don't want you to be ignorant, and you say to yourself, I am not going to be ignorant about this thing. In the sight of God, you're right. You're righteous before him. It's when you put it aside, because you are afraid, and you're not going to do anything with it, that you get on the other side of him, because you are in his word. I don't want you to be ignorant. Many Christians are so ignorant. I mean, the, the devil can be staring at them from their face. They won't even recognize what the enemy is doing. Because they don't believe that their demons exist. They feel embarrassed to talk about demons. We don't go there. No, these things are all for us. Open your heart. And let God use you. Perhaps the reason why we are saying what we are saying this morning is because God has a plan for you. To bring deliverance to somebody, no one else 
can bring deliverance to. Except through you. And if you don't open yourself to this gift, it won't happen. There has been situations where you have a word of knowledge and they've closed people all their lives and have been in that bondage, hidden in that bondage. And you have a word of knowledge, just simple. You don't know everything, just a little. Just a little. And all of a sudden, they'll open up and tell you everything that's been happening. And they hold on to you. And because God has paid both of you, guess what? They actually get delivered. Do you remember the girl in the college station? Totally free. Totally free. By one word of knowledge. And it's you. Sometimes we relegate these things to pastors. And holy men. I gave that up. Long ago. The things I was doing, that was long before I became a pastor. Before I even went into ministry. I was in the ministry. Some people were telling me at that point, you must be uh, hiding away or running away from God's call. And I told them, uh, God didn't call me. You are the one that's calling me. I haven't heard anything from him. But thank God he's called me into this work. And the things he I want to show it to you. And I want you to let the Holy Spirit use you. What it will do, so much confidence in you, in your relationship with God, it, it, things will be different from then on. It will be easy for you to believe God for anything because you know he's at work with you. Amen? But if you live your life all in the natural, you can hardly believe for something bigger than you to happen. But this is where we start. Amen? You start here. Pastor Irina, she says, a good luck will make you do what you haven't done. <laughs> I'll make you preach. And I'm going to make you come out and prophesy, speak in tongues, by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will we make things too difficult. We make things that God is giving freely. We make it so difficult so that when we are able to get there, others will be looking up to us. I don't want that. All of us will be involved. Amen? Amen. If you are born again, you qualify. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you qualify. God can use you. God can use you through words of knowledge. I remember we come into this, and I'm telling a lot of stories. It's, they just to build your faith up. There was this girl, I named Laurie. I mean, Laurie was one of those, you know, good, but run, 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 kind of. You can't pin her down. And she received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh, she came back to me and said, good luck. Why is it that, are you sure this is the Holy Spirit? Because uh, since I received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, I've been having a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> and, and it's just like, Satan has come and made me. Are you sure this is the Holy Spirit? I said, that's a good reason for me to believe you got the Holy Ghost. And she went back home to her mother's church. And uh, they had a very difficult question. And her mom was sitting in the class. And Lori was not a deep Bible scholar. And they were going back and forth and back and forth. Again, it was a kind of a Baptist church or so. She went home from college. And Lori told me this story. 
And so somebody said, uh, Lori, what have you got to say about this? And she said, good luck. I opened my mouth and I was listening to myself. I had so much wisdom, you won't believe. When, it, when the service was over, her mom was, her mom was, that's my daughter. <laughs> She's so smart. She said, good luck. What happened? I said, God just gave you words of wisdom. And they all mother. Amen. She said, I was listening to myself as I spoke. And I was wondering where this wisdom was coming from. And her mom was really pleased that there's great wisdom from my daughter. We all qualify. And you can be used. And God is going to use you. I want that. I want that in our young people. I want that. Not just uh, tongues and interpretation and prophecy. All the gifts as well. All of it. We want all of them. So when you go out ministering to somebody, and all of a sudden a strange word comes into your head, and you speak it, they ask you, how did you know that? Don't hesitate. God told me. And your eyes will go, oh my gosh, you're right. There's no way for you to know this. And then the next word you tell them, you better repent right now. <laughs> repent right now. And they whatever you say, God is speaking through you. God will use you. Every one of us. You're qualified. If you're born again, the Bible says these signs follow them that believe. Are you a believer? They follow you. They're supernatural signs. And you need to be ready to manifest them. Amen? I'm not going to go further because we'll be a series. We'll take time teaching on all of these gifts so you understand them. And let me tell you this. And it's serious now. If you are afraid, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So if you are afraid... Guess what spirit you got? Not God's spirit. You need to get rid of it. It's for all of us. The gifts are given for us to profit. Every one of us. How many of us ready for the gifts to flow through us? Let me see your hand up. Yes. We're ready. Please stand up with me this morning. Next time we will talk about the requirements for the gifts. The Spirit's manifestation. Amen. Please raise your hand to the Lord. And this is one thing I want you to do. Tell him you're grateful that he's made these gifts available to you. Tell him that. And that you're ready as a servant of God. You're not going to live in the natural only anymore. We live in the natural. You are born of a woman. You're born of flesh. But you're also born of the Spirit. So we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And this is part of worshiping God in truth and in this spirit. Father, I thank you for your children. We thank you today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We welcome the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to be used by your Holy Spirit to touch lives in the church and outside the church to bring people to the full knowledge 
of God face to face with Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let your blessings be upon your people as they live today. And let them continue to meditate on the fact that you've said in your word that in the last days you will pour your spirit upon all flesh. And that your sons and daughters will prophesy. The young men will see vision. And the old men will dream dreams. You say you will do great things among us. And Lord, at the Ark Fellowship, we're saying we'll welcome all of these things. And we want you to use us. In Jesus' name. And God's people said... Amen. God bless you.